Hello guys, what is up? It is I, John. That is a Brit. Welcome back to the Self Center Podcast, your host for all things nerdy and beautiful. Nerdy on my end, beautiful on hers. How you doing today, Brit? If you say so. <laughs> you doing good? <laughs> Anyways, so, this whole podcast is going to be a lot of fun because we are going to talk about some pretty cool stuff, starting off with an addendum from last episode. I actually, just as I thought, I did mess up the pharmacy name for that one series. It is only called Parallel World Pharmacy. You can go watch it on Crunchyroll. It is fantastic. I'm sure we'll do an episode on it someday. <laughs> but we got a, it's a very short form anime. I've just not like, really seen it though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got to watch is, it um, first. The beautiful thing is, is just like the one we're talking about today, it's a short form anime, meaning it won't take long to watch. But it has so much richness in its story. <laughs> so, before we get into all that, though, the reason we are doing this episode so soon after the first is because the Pokemon Presents <laughs> came out this just very recently, like. Oh, the DLCs and yeah, the, the DLCs and all the other stuff, and. As this is kind of a news show, as much as it is a talk show about nerd stuff, I'm a massive Pokemon fan, like I said in episode one, so I wanted to kind of briefly touch on it, um, mostly about the DLC, because they were pretty vague about it, but the main thing I love is the two new Pokemon that got revealed as version exclusives. Right. From what I understand, once the DLC drops, they'll be available forever, but as of right now, for the next two weeks, if you guys missed it, you can get the Walking Wake and the Iron Leaf, which is... I like is, the one you can get on um, uh, Violet. He was cool. Oh, yeah, the Iron Leaf. It is a beautiful, beautiful Virazion that is a steel type, basically. Um, and... Um, if you guys want to look these images up of the Pokemon, you can. The one I'm talking about is the Walking Wake, which is a Suicune that has been paradoxified. Um, here is the original Pokemon. Um, for Brit here, I'm showing her an image of him. This was He's from fancy. Generation 2 in the early 2000s. I like his colors. Very beautiful, beautiful Pokemon. And this is the new Paradox version. Oh my goodness, he's so cool. So everyone's talking about how he looks much more like a dinosaur. He is a dragon shift. Even if he was much more like a dinosaur, he's still cool. I absolutely love this form. Um, I think it's a very beautiful one. I like the red things on his back. Yeah. Like the red hair or whatever. No. Word on the street is, according to this Pokemon Zuma, like, stats and stuff, he is not going to be easy to take down if you can go to those five-star raids. By the way, this is releasing the day after the Pokemon Presents, so just keep in mind you've got two weeks starting yesterday from this episode's release that you can get it. Unless you just want to wait for the DLC, 
other than that, I think they have announced Pokemon Sleep, if I can remember, plus the little Pokeball Pokemon Go Plus Plus thing. I want that. I want one too so bad. Because you can use it on Pokemon Go to I, catch the Pokemon and make it easier. Yeah. The main one for me is the ability to spin game the right, stops. You can like infinitely spin the game stops without having your phone out. Yeah. And that's super useful to me because I, I have to ride almost two hours to work every day and back. Which and is a little annoying on like uh, the whole trying to catch Pokemon. Yeah. Like I'll get them certainly. And the good thing is. But you is, have to catch them fast. You got to catch them fast. Basically, you've got one ball each if mm -hmm. you're still moving. Um, in one section of the drive, though, the beautiful thing is a, there's a lot more of that two-hour drive that registers as walking. So it does count it as kilometers towards eggs and, you know, the adventure sink and all that. That's always a fun one. But... Back on topic is, other than that, they announced the Pokemon Classic TCG set. I'm really, really, really hoping that it's a lot more budgeted than I think it's going to be. I didn't look up anything about it as of the time of this one. Uh, just like with the Parallel World Pharmacy, I might have to throw an addendum in next episode. Tell you guys if they ever do reveal it or just whenever i find out um honestly though i love the idea of the fact that they're just going to be bringing in the whole sword and shield style dlc i do think that is a very good way to do it and i am just in love with it i love mm -hmm. the area zero as an idea it kind awesome. of it kind of puts me in the ideal place where i can talk about um the zero island from some of the pokemon mystery dungeon games and i kind of hope it's something mysterious like that um but now i'm just going on a tangent of a tangent <laughs> so this one unlike the last episode where it was kind of the hello how you doing type thing there is so much more meat on the bone for our topic today, and that is where we're going now. We're talking about none other than, is this a zombie? We will have, are you at, we'll have to warn them, though. If, if they don't oh, want yes. spoilers, do not listen. Do not listen to this podcast yet. If you want the max enjoyment and no spoilers, this is a spoiler episode. Sorry, um... But trust me, with this podcast, there would not be enough length if we're talking about any anime to even do a spoiler-free episode. Mm. Um, maybe someday we'll do some spoiler-free content, but it can't be for anime. It just <laughs> can't. Video games, maybe, but... I like talking about the animes, so. <laughs> though. But with anime, there's just too much to cover... And not enough if I didn't go into detail. Right. <laughs> so, first of all, I've got a note. This was Brit's first time watching this anime, and my third. And yes, it is that good for me anyways. 
that I will be watching another <laughs> time, even after three viewings here. <laughs> now, a couple quick things. The canonical story only lasts about 10, 22-minute episodes, so it's very short story-wise, but it is so lovely. You will be <laughs> joining Ayamu, which is a zombie that got brought back. It's a boy that got brought back to life after somebody murdered him. Yep. By a necromancer called Euclawood Hellsythe. They call her you in the series. And, she is one of my favorites. Oh, man. All of the characters in this I series. I love them all, really. I love all the, like, main yeah. characters. And we'll go down the line and talk more about each character as this episode progresses. The main thing you gotta know right off the bat um, is Ayamu is a high schooler who is undead. Can't really walk in the sun without frying like a maggot, <laughs> which... That, that joke will become obvious here in a little while when we talk about another character, but honestly, there are massive kaiju-style monster fights between the, uh, the main characters and a bunch of massive monsters. We're talking whales that wear coats. Huge teddy bears. <laughs> a big giant duck with leaves on its head that doesn't move. <laughs> Good lord. A smiling um, uh, sexual innuendo horse. <laughs> and a bunch of penis jellyfish at the same time. <laughs> this is a very don't ask type of anime that you will not understand. Yeah, you don't want to know anyways, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I will... I guess before I really get into the rest of it, before we get into character talk and analysis, I will warn you. This is a very over-sexualized anime, and it's not got any but, lewd mean, scenes. They can get past the nudity, it's a good story. Yeah. It is obviously censored nudity, because it is Crunchyroll. I mean, that's kind of right. just standard fare for Crunchyroll. They don't allow nudity... Like, you might get a panty shot or, like, a boob, like, a boob shot, but not a whole boob. Yeah. You'll get them, like, smoked out with light or something. Right. <laughs> but there is a lot of adult talk, adult themes, suggestive language. Meaning it's not for kids. It is super, super not for kids. <laughs> I would I would say, like, if I'm being in literal, it's TVMA <laughs> if it was uncensored. Right. Thing. So, let's go down the list. I think I am going to start with Ayamu, despite <laughs> the fact that I've got him written fourth here. So. Right. Ayamu, mm -hmm. we've kind of touched on his character, but he is a very nerdy character that has a best friend named Orito. Um, and they're both pervy. <laughs> well, Orito. Well, Orito, Orito is, is, but the other one ain't. He's only pervy he, in his head. <laughs> He is a, a guy who perv. is a closet perv, and every little while, he just gets accidentally thrown <laughs> into sexual-looking situations, like, and everyone sees. <laughs> it's so sad. I'm sad He's for Ayamu. He's always getting beat up by the girls around yeah. him. <laughs> Cut in half. I mean, that's the thing. They take the zombie thing very seriously. Zombies are indestructible in this show. 
And they can use an infinite amount of their power. And they can uh, regenerate their body parts. Yeah. And they can also be pieced back together like a jigsaw puzzle, which goes wrong a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) I know, they tried to use glue the one time. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm not going to spoil that joke because (laughs) it's it's a visual you guys will laugh your ass off at. (laughs) This is a laugh out loud anime, and you're gonna be, your cheeks are gonna hurt from smiling so much. <laughs> and even sitting here thinking about, it, you could probably hear the joy in my voice as I talk about it. I guess Aimu, he's a very like if you want to get down to character trips, he's a very kind of middle of the road guy, with the insanity of the series. Being the thing that spins around him. Guess, he himself is a little bit normal. I guess the one thing I can say about him, though, is, yeah, he's a closet perm, but he does care a lot about uh, Euclid. Yeah. So, yeah, all the other characters he is basically, like... Friends with? Very good friends with, and... But I'll not get more... as close with uh, them as he is Euclid. Yeah. We'll Once we get into the other three, we'll start talking about how they came to the series and why they're there. But that's about it for Ayamu. Like I said, he's a very middle-of-the-road character. Very memorable, in a way. But there's not a lot to say about him without really giving him all his zombie powers. If he didn't have zombie powers, there wouldn't be He'd much to say. He'd just be a normal... Normal high school student. Yeah, just full of teenage lust and the need to try to just live a normal life is all he wants. Eucla Wood Hellsythe. Oh my my god. I love Eucla Wood Hellsythe. She is my second. I will not talk about my first yet. She is from that one place, right? Hades. She's from so Hades. So she is from hell. Um, and she is hell's necromancer, That's what Hades basically. Hell? I mean, it's implied. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> Hades is the Greek mythological version of hell, I think it is. Yeah. Or no, wait. Hades is... Maybe? I don't know. I'm not sure, but... I I'm a little she's confused. From... She's from hell, basically. Right. We'll, we'll just call it as it is. Um, like I said, M.A. (laughs) Um, so, she is a very powerful, powerful being who literally wears purple and gray armor at all times to suppress her magic. And she can't talk because she, if she does it, it warps reality. She is the reason all the kaiju monsters are showing up is when she has a flare and emotion. Also because she has the power to kill somebody by just saying die. Yeah. She gets very, very emotional at the concept of people hurting. Um, despite being from hell, she is very sweet. She is one of the sweetest characters I have ever seen in anime in general. Not just here in the series, just all encompassing anime. This is one of the sweetest characters with... Which it might be also because she can fill everything that everybody fills. Yeah. 
She is basically an omnipotent god of this world. She could literally, if she went back to her own realm, she would rule it with an iron fist. But she does not want to. <laughs> now, I'll talk about a fan service episode. This is episode 11 of season 1. It's the first one <laughs> after the end of the, the story. Which, I guess I could just tell you is... A swimsuit episode. They just go to a pool and they screw around. There's not really much plot going on because it's I, after the story. If it's story. the one, I like the part where they where uh, Euclid sings. Yeah, it's the now, best part. To tell you just how her reality warping goes, here's what happens. Um, because again, this is post plot stuff. So I am a Gives her some of his powers. Gets all her power in permanently so that she can speak and sing all she wants. (laughs) And during the time that he has her power, he forgets that he wasn't supposed to talk. And he wishes that all the girls in the world would (laughs) always be scantily um, uh, dressed, (laughs) resulting in every girl in the world Getting super oh, tiny bikinis part. that only barely cover. We come to the funny everything. part in a minute. <laughs> then they get they he gets the shit beat out of him <laughs> by none other than the next character, Seraphim. <laughs> I love Seraphim. Now Seraphim <laughs> is my favorite character. She is, and badass. that was a that was actually a pretty good um. Uh, Little segue into her talk. So she's badass. <laughs> she is a vampire ninja that stands on tradition and is actually sent to kill Euclid Hellsyth. But she can't because she grows to care about her. Yep. Before she can um, uh, do the deed, she has a change of heart after talking with Ayamu. Now, Seraphim is a badass character, point blank, <laughs> and. No matter how serious, I'm talking life or death situations, she will go way out of her way to insult the shit out of Ayamu. Yep, she calls him a maggot. <laughs> Literally, it doesn't matter. Sometimes Literally, she even calls him a pervy maggot. <laughs> this one time she called him a little worm, then said, Oh, my bad. Little maggot. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. I don't know why that that joke always. Every time <laughs> she does it, you'd think it would get annoying after a while. It never gets old. You know the funny part though. <laughs> What's like that? on that part, you literally thought she was going to apologize, but I then just, she's like, "You little maggot." <laughs> even on my third watch, I forgot about that moment, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, is she a little maggot?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that was just so funny to me. There's just so much depth to Seraphim's character that I, even though this is a spoiler-heavy episode, I'm not going to get all the way in because the problem is there's way too much to unpack there. Right. Way, way too much. There is an opposing uh, ninja tribe um, in which Ayamu actually kisses 
one of the opposite tribe. And grabs her boob. And grabs her boob, which results in them getting married due to the customs of ninjas in this world. And then <laughs> that spirals into Ayamu asking um, uh, Seraphim if he kissed her, would that mean that she would be his wife as well? <laughs> and she said, if he wanted to die, basically. <laughs> yeah, because her literal words were, if you would survive the attempt, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, we all know the answer is no to that. I mean... <laughs> I love Seraphim. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we all... If you're watching this, by the way, I guess that does imply that you have at least watched the series. Right. Like I said, if you get mad about the spoilers, then you were warned, and it's in the title of the episode. <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't. I did all I could. <laughs> there will always be that one <laughs> voice out there. Why did you spoil it? Because it's a spoiler episode. I like uh, I like Seraphim's I don't care attitude though. Yeah, literally, for a little while there is one thing negative. This is the first negative thing I will say about is this a zombie? But it becomes a problem never. Seraphim does come off as a one-note character for the first episode that she's in. And it's kind of just badass ninja girl. That's what she's kind of treated like in the first episode. It's very uncomplex when you first see her. But she gets deeper and more interesting every time you, you know see her You know what I don't afterwards. understand, though? What's that? The fact that she was able to enter Ayamu's home without permission, because I thought that vampires weren't supposed to be able to enter anyone's home without permission. I mean, that's the thing. Vampires, vampires piss me off, because literally, there are some places that claim that water can kill them, or holy water, or garlic, or silver steaks, or just regular steaks. <laughs> I mean, there are so many rules right. that can be interchanged. I, I do guess it really like depends how, on like what story yeah. line it is. Yeah. Then of course there's the burning in the daylight thing. Seraphim doesn't burn in daylight. She's been out in it a million times. Mm -hmm. The good thing for me is that it has its own definition of what a vampire is in this series. If you're a vampire traditionalist, you're not gonna see that. Whatever, if you're looking for a non-day-walking vampire, just walk right on by Sarah. Because that's not what she is. She's an ultra-badass flying um, uh, Come out during the day and the, and the night. Doesn't burn in the sun. And even more badass, she literally uses the power of wind and leaves to make a massive katana. And she can make it as big or little as she wants it. Yep. And she uses it to beat the other of her loving shit out of people or slice them clean in two. <laughs> on multiple occasions. <laughs> like I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a couple times where she went from head to crotch with a couple of those enemies. And I'm just like... Ooh. I don't know why, but I keep thinking of the episode where... Uh, he he finds her glasses. Well, the person gives it to her, him or anyways. And he's like, and she's like, these are mine. And let me guess, you're being a perv again. 
Yeah, because they're x-ray specs that may make him see through to women's underwear. Yeah, that that was another thing. I don't know if that was like her exact words, but... I can't remember the they exact... They were funny. They were amazing, though. Um, Speaking of attitude, though, I guess it's time to go on to the one with the most attitude. And the Haruna. final of the four. Yes... It is Haruna. Or Haruna. I can't remember. I think it's Haruna. Haruna. I can't Haruna, say her name. Yeah, I, can't, I can't think of it right now. I off can't the say bat, her name. But Haruna. And this is where I'm going to have to go back to Ayamu a bit. She was out to kill the kaiju style monsters, which are called Megalo, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned Megalos. that. I don't know if I mentioned I that during mentioned the whole it. episode, but. I've been saying kaiju-like because that's the most generic point of reference for people out there. People know what a kaiju is. You know, the Godzilla-style monster. Mm -hmm. Um, She's out to kill Megalos. But they're talking. Well, not really talking, because it talks to her and nobody else can understand it. But her talking, Chainsaw. Yep. Named Mistletane. So, she is what's called a magical garment girl. When she dons her talking chainsaw and performs a, a chant, she becomes extremely powerful and ass-kicking. Um, <laughs> in the first episode, in fact, she tries to finish off Ayamu after killing a Megalo. <laughs> only to have all her... Out. Yeah. Only to have all of her powers stolen by him because of his zombie abilities. And making her clothes go away. Yep. Then she kicks him relentlessly trying to get her clothes back. <laughs> which he didn't do on purpose, mind you. Sorry, guys. I had to cut there for a second. I just bumped the freaking desk <laughs> on my arm. Where was I? I don't know where you're at. I was was getting so into it, I bumped the desk. Um, Oh, yeah, so this whole series likes to just take Ayamu and just beat the shit out of him mentally and physically all the time. (laughs) All the girls we have mentioned, Haruna, Seraphim, and and Eucla Wood, he technically lives with all of them, all out of something he didn't even want or right. ask for. All under different circumstances. Harna is living with him because um, uh, she needs to restore her power. And he owes her because he accidentally stole her power when she cut him in half. <laughs> Again, yeah. not exactly his fault. Actually, it's extremely Throughout not his the fault. Series, if you guys watch it, though, you will see... She gets mad at him a lot for things that she does. There's even an episode where she starts having a crush on him later in the series. There's a literal episode where it starts off with her dreaming of him uh, kissing her and being super inappropriate. She wakes up, dashes into his room, and (laughs) stomps him in the back and starts beating the shit out of him and saying, How dare you do pervy things to me in my dreams? And then the other girls... Cold or cold torch because of it as well. Oh man! I like the one episode uh, 
where they're by the pop machine, and she's trying to get him to kiss her, and he won't kiss her, so she starts beating him up. <laughs> there, I took it easy on you this time. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Gosh. Harana. <laughs> There's not really much else to say about Harana. She's very, very short and short-tempered. Um, if you're imagining a short-tempered, um, uh, brown-haired girl, that's what she looks like. With short brown hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what she looks like, um, whatever it is you're imagining is pra- is bra- practically it, I mean. <laughs> short-haired, um, uh, anime girl with, with a temper. I do like the story, though. The story is awesome. The story is what sells everything it is beyond epic and even though i said this is a very spoilery episode i am not gonna go super deep into the story because i do want there to be a little mystery here and there Mm -hmm. um but basically before the series there's another zombie that euclid had brought back to life that is actually causing her a lot of distress because he wants to die. And she's the only one who can do that for him. Um, it's very sad. It's very, very, very heart-wrenching. There is a couple times where I shit you not, I actually cried. Even on this viewing, reminding you three times I've watched this whole series now. Um... So, with all that said, I mean, what did you think about Is This a Zombie as as the first time you were here? I mean... I love it. It's so deep and complex. And I love all the characters, because they were wrote, like, very, very, very amazing. Yeah. Like, even the antagonist, the pre-mentioned zombie guy Mm -hmm. before the series... I love him. He's like... He's not even really a villain. He's more like a person who's, uh... He's just hurting he's, really bad. Yeah, he's, like, really, really, really depressed. Yeah. And he don't want to live anymore. He even apologizes for everything he does when Euglawood eventually... Helps him. ...gives him what he wants. And I'm not saying all villains have to have some kind of redemption arc or anything, but... It's kind of it nice to have it nice sometimes, every once though. in a while to see that. And just because everything comes around to just being so beautifully complete, this 10-episode series is probably going to be one of your best watches of the month or year, even, for mm-hmm. some. Um, it's what keeps me coming back to it, is just how strong the characters work off each other. You know, it's mm-hmm. very... It's a very well-flowing and living, breathing story we got here. Plus, uh, the, the characters, like, uh, personalities don't clash. I yeah. like that. Some animes, you get it where, like, uh, their personalities clash a little too much, and it kind of makes for the series to be bad, but this one was not. Yeah. And dark comedy is a massive focus here. Now, dark comedy, it can be a bad thing if you do it even slightly wrong basically the concept of black comedy or dark comedy 
depending on what you want to call it, is that a lot of people just mostly get shit on all equally. It has kind of a focus of that here and there, but they balance it so well with a lot of really heartwarming moments and genuine care for each other in the main characters and cast that even the B characters, there's like a lot of them. Like (laughs) we only talked about the four main ones. I think I mentioned Orito, which is, uh, which is, uh, uh, that's a B character. Ayumi's or I, not Ayumi's. I said Ayumi. I'm Ayumi's best friend. Yeah. Ayumu. Sorry. His name's hard to say. Yeah. Orito. uh, I'm just going to call him zombie guy. Yeah. Zombie guy. Um, but yeah, Orido, just to give him a quick little thing, he's basically a real pervert. Like, loser, pervert, and nerd all in Oh, Orito? Yeah. <laughs> that's basically exactly what he is, and that's all he ever will be <laughs> in the whole series. Right. Um, even the B characters I mean, are written character extremely well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what makes him likable is the fact that he never succeeds. Now, if he would succeed, that would make him unlikable. Yeah. But he never gets anywhere with what he wants. Especially since the girls won't give him the time of day. Yeah. (laughs) And I think whenever... It's kind of like... Pervy Sage. I love Pervy Sage. They killed him off. I really wish they wouldn't have, but, um... Anyways, back to the one that we're supposed yeah. to be talking about, not but that's Naruto. But a, that's a Naruto. <laughs> it's a Naruto spoiler. Say, we won't now, go on a... Then again, I mean, I think everyone knows. <laughs> I think everyone knows Naruto to a point where... Hmm, I'm sorry if that was a spoiler. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. I love Naruto. But it was impossible not to make the bridge there. So... I feel like that's what makes them good characters is that they, whenever pervy characters do not get what they want out of them. The comedy is of their failing rather right. than of the raunchiness of the joke or right. how they're being peeping <laughs> Tom dickheads about everything. Either way, though, final thoughts on Is This a Zombie is, again, I have been talking all about this series as if it is like amazing but literally other than seraphim's um, uh, introduction being a little weak that is literally all i can think of the only thing i can really complain about is them showing the underarm boobs too much but that i can overlook because it's it's got a good good story yeah that's another thing if you want to panty and boob shots every five seconds you're gonna get it in this series but that's not really something i look for i don't really care about that though it does actually i will make a second complaint that that is so often can get a little distracting that's something i will give it but again that and the seraphim thing like it's just distracting in a way that i mean like it just nearly derails the visuals a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, with you. but you know what I'm talking about. Like, it derails the visuals. Literally, they could be talking about deathly situations, and then suddenly they'll just pan to a girl's boobs while they're talking. 
I mean, like I said, I can't overlook that crap because I like the storyline. I can too, but like, then again, that and the Seraphim thing are literally just nitpicking at that point. Right. I love the series though. But definitely go give this series a watch. And guys, give our series some love. Thank you guys so much for checking this whole thing out. Um, Already done. Another quick addendum, by the way. I forgot to actually plug where you can find us um, other than here. You can go to John and Emerald with the ampersand instead of the word and over on YouTube. Twitch.tv slash John Played Himself. And soon, if this um, uh, goes quite a few episodes, on any podcatcher of your choice. Podcatcher. We had this conversation last time. <laughs> it's it's where podcasts oh. go to live. It's we'll the talk po- about that later, though, because we're trying to do an outro. <laughs> oh my god, we're so bad at intros and outros to these things. We'll figure it out eventually. Ladies and gentlemen, my name has been John. That has been Brett. Um, Emerald. <laughs> and I think that's about it. Later, peeps. <laughs>